0: episode 16 mystery date today on
1: Cancel.
2: are you talking is this a tinder thing now I didn't sign up for Tinder today.
0: Welcome to everybody's favorite game show. What the f***, Jake? This week's contestants come from across the globe. Please join me in welcoming the man with no face, but he's still damn pretty, Pulch. Uh, that's me. And the master of Midwestern hip-hop, notable author, GP. Uh, yeah, hi, it's, um, it's, nice. it's nice to be here. I am
3: looking forward to meeting whoever... Whoever's behind the wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and pixel artiste and connoisseur of puns, Wolf. Hi there. All right, that went better than I thought it would. Right, welcome everybody to Press B to Cancel. Of course, I am also sick Jake or Jake. Today we got a bit of a different episode. I try and change things up. Why? I don't know. Insert joke later. Anyway, so we're going to do a bit of a different thing here. We're going to do, basically, I have got a game, a game I love, but I want the folks on the podcast to kind of try and guess what that game is, and then we'll talk about it. I'm pretty sure at eh, least one or two of you has played not
2: it. Donkey Kong Country.
0: <laughs> 100 points to Paul. Sweet. Definitely not that goddamn game. <laughs> so I'll give a couple of clues. You guys will probably get it. You guys are masters of all things retro, right? At least more than me, so... But we'll go through the clues and then we'll talk about it. So, I guess starting off, the first clue for this game—it's a port with a twist of a game originally released in 1981.
3: Bzzz. GP. What is the sixth sense? Thank you.
0: That's a movie.
3: I heard. I heard twist.
0: <laughs> Whaty
3: he twist? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> what the twist? Yeah. Thank you, Robot Chicken. <laughs>
0: I loved. I'd love to robot chicken. Any other guesses for that one?
3: Uh, port with the twist. 1981. I want to say
0: Pac-Man. Is that your final answer?
2: That's the only thing I can think of around that age. So yes. <laughs> no,
0: not not Pac-Man. Although I do love Pac-Man. I actually quite love Miss Pac-Man on the Atari.
1: I feel like Pac-Man came before that because I know there was the song Pac-Man Fever, which I'm also pretty sure came out no later than 1980.
0: I thought Pac Man mm-hmm. Fever was like mid eighties.
1: Was it? I thought it was earlier than that.
0: I mean, the game is definitely uh, you're right, the game is older, but I thought the song was later in the eighties. But it's not Pac Man. Alright, next clue. Yeah. Made in spinach and mustard. This hot dog game has great appeal.
1: Oh my god, it's burger time, isn't it?
0: No, no it's guess. not. Uh, Actually, that's a really you good said
2: one. said appeal. Is there something to do with banana Popeye? Is it Donkey
0: Kong? Boom, Donkey Kong for the Game Boy. I figured Wolf would get it. Game Boy was around
2: in
0: 1981? So it's... (laughs) Port with a twist. So it came out originally in 1981, right? Donkey Kong for... Well, I guess it was arcade, then Coleco Atari. If not wrong, but this game came out in 1994. It was a port of the original Donkey Kong, but then it kind of goes on from there. But just to, to be able to have the, the last clue, because I worked hard on this. That's the last clue. It's just the music from the game. Oh, oh,
1: oh um, Donkey I Kong. I would not have gotten that. It's Donkey Kong. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> Donkey Kong for the Game Boy, Who Who's actually played this game besides me?
2: Mm, nope. Really? I thought you played it. No. The Donkey Kong I think of is on the bootleg uh, 31 and one cart that I had as a kid that I thought was totally legit, by the way. And uh, that's it. So I'm uh, just I, like, I'm thinking of when he jumps over stuff, and it's like, doo, yeah. Is that that's the what I one? think of.
1: I'm about to disappoint and let you know that I've only played the NES game and the arcade version. That's it. Really?
3: I've played, I've played Donkey Kong Country, which is fantastic. <laughs>
0: you,
1: you can't, you can't
0: hear it or see this through the microphone, but I'm just giving you a really sh- stare right now. Donkey Kong Country. I
1: hope you can see this as hard as I can.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know I got that wrong, but... Uh, The Moon and Knights? All right. Yeah, sorry. uh,
0: So, yeah. So, this game is based on Donkey Kong, the original game. And it actually starts off that way. Uh, It starts off with the original four levels from Donkey Kong. So, you know, the jumping over barrels, grabbing the hammer, uh, taking out the rivets on Gerber's girders. Mm -hmm dodging whatever those bouncing hourglass trampoline things are supposed to be. It's the first four levels are straight ports of the original Donkey Kong game. But when you beat those four levels, instead of just repeating in a loop like most of those old games did, you get a shortcut scene where Donkey Kong runs off with Pauline, and then it takes you to like a world map, and you get 97 more levels of game. Whoa! Like I'm surprised you guys haven't played it. This is probably one of my favorite... Top 10 games of all time. Definitely one of the favorite on the Game Boy. Um, I, I had played the hell out of the Game Boy. I think I mentioned before the, on the podcast in past episodes that I never really had a Super Nintendo till later in life. I had a Genesis, I had a Nintendo. But games, games are expensive. I mean, they're really expensive now. But even back then, they were pricey. But the Game Boy titles were always cheaper. So most of the games I bought as a kid of my own money were for the Game Boy. That's the old spinach and yellow I was talking about. Ah, yeah. But 97 more levels, not just the classic Donkey Kong style, but it's actually more of a puzzle style game. So that's why it's a spinoff, um, which is quite interesting.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, I, I may have played it and just didn't know there were more levels after the OG4. Because I don't think I've ever made it that far.
2: Yeah, I definitely didn't get past the second level. I remember that because I got very angry at it. So I switched to Donkey Kong Jr.,
0: so, actually, Donkey Kong Jr. is got a cameo in this one. So, I'm gonna, I have a couple links to videos, especially because you guys have never played this one. Um, so, if you want to just pop open the video as we go, and I'll show you different links.
1: I was very late to the Game Boy Party. I don't think I got one until middle of 97 with the oh, Game yeah, Boy Pocket. Oh, that's Talk. late. What color? Black.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Correct answer.
1: First game I got for it was Final Fantasy Adventure.
0: That's a good game, too. Actually, that's another one of my favorites. Not quite Final Fantasy. They just changed the name for over here. But solid Game Boy game.
1: Okay, so Mario looks kind of like Wario in this game. And apparently he can size up and down in this version of Donkey Kong?
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of... The reason why I like this game is it came out in 94, but there's a lot of influences on later Mario titles, right? So yeah, the mushrooms in the game do shrink you down, which is very Mario-esque and something you see in later titles, right? But there's also things like you pick up keys. The whole goal with the puzzle levels is to grab the key and then get to the exit and escape. But you actually pick things up much like Mario Brothers 2 USA, which we talked about before. You can also pick up some enemies, much like Mario 2. But then you also look at the movements that Mario can do. You have a few different tricks. You can backflip, double jump. You can even do this handstand type move and bounce barrels off your legs, and then do high jumps. So, like, all these new acrobatic moves, to me, feel very much like Super Mario 64, which, you know, only except in 2D, right? So, like, I wonder how how much do Nintendo development teams talk behind the scenes? Because Mario 64 came out in 96, only a couple of years after this one came out. Ooh.
1: Do we know when, I'm just curious, do we know when Donkey Kong Country came out?
3: Uh, I want to say it was '96. Was it really? I think it could think have been it, that late. Was it that it, late? And maybe a little bit too late. I don't know.
1: I wanna say ninety-three, actually, ninety-two or ninety three. I'm trying to think of the opening. I'm wondering screen, if yeah. they did this because of the success of Donkey Kong Country.
2: Jake, what was the angriest year of your childhood? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let me see. How old how old was I when I played Donkey
1: well, Kong Country? Oh, it looks Country? like okay, so Donkey Kong Country came out in ninety-four.
0: Oh, interesting. So same time, same year as this. I think the developers are different. I'm not wrong, though, because like this game is radically different. Oh, yeah. Donkey
1: Donkey Kong Country was like big secret project at Nintendo of America.
0: Didn't Rare make? Yeah, Yeah, Rare did did that that that, uh, as well. Yeah. okay. But yeah. So, I mean, this is Donkey Kong Country. Like I said, everybody knows I don't like the game. Uh, To me, it's just a generic platformer. Uh, Donkey Kong 94 on the Game Boy, though, has those puzzle elements, which you don't quite see in too many Mario games. Not to this degree. Um, they add all kinds of new tricks to the game, items that let you build bridges and arrows or ladder, sorry, uh, hammers and the classic style to whack enemies. You can even hide in trash cans, like salt snake style and cardboard boxes, that kind of thing to sneak around oh. levels a bit. It's pretty
1: cool. Okay. So this, this sort of led into the, uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong games.
0: Yeah. So that was, so there was no direct sequel to this. But yeah, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong series is kind of the spiritual successor. I have not played those, and I don't know how well they are.
1: I haven't either. I just yeah. I remember commercials for them back in high school and stuff. But it looks like this one probably was, re- this, this one was released to help push Super
2: Game Boys.
0: Yes. And so did, who here actually owned a Super Game Boy? Oh, me. I still have me mine. Me too. So what games did you have for it?
2: I didn't have a single game game that was meant for super game boy i just had the super game boy
0: is that because you well you own a game boy as well though didn't you
2: i did yeah but super game boy was you know play game boy games th- through your super nintendo on a tv so I was right. like, once i got that the game boy was retired
0: oh interesting see for me the portability was key like i went through to beat this game alone i think i went through three sets of double a batteries like i had the old the old gray one <laughs> the big, the big brick Oh, yeah. Which took four double A's. It lasted, like, three hours. Yeah. I, I definitely ran through them several times.
2: I actually gave mine Man, to that's it. a
1: bummer, seeing as the pocket was, like, two double A's and lasted hours.
0: Yeah. Was I, it?
2: Wow. I gave my original Big big Bomb one to Werewolf, actually.
1: Yeah. I haven't fired it up yet to try and make it work, but I might get to that at some point in the future.
0: Wolf, did you use any games that were meant for the Super Game Boy?
1: Not meant for, but I i want to say pokemon made use of it okay i think pokemon had a few features that made use of it like pokemon sprites were colored the color they should have been things like that but that's about it i for me it was when i'm when i was home in my room and this is a point when my brother and i were sharing a room 10 years apart if he wasn't using the tv and i wanted to play pokemon i threw it in the super game boy and played it there Otherwise, if I wasn't in my room, it was the Game Boy Pocket just about anywhere.
0: Yeah, see, I didn't have the Super Nintendo late in life. So, I mean, I knew how neat the device was, but I never really realized how much it changed in certain games. Like, this game is definitely a hallmark for that, I think, in that it changes the palette quite a bit. Um, like, Mario is slightly different color- colored. The the title screen and the, the power-up screen and all that, or the bonus game, sorry, are all done really well with the different colors, multicolored palette, which is really nice. So they did a really good job with the, the support for it. And I thought it was a hallmark title for that. But I really never got a chance to play like that until emulation when I was an adult.
1: So was this purely Game Boy with uh, Super Game Boy Special Features or was it a Game Boy Color game?
0: So this is just a Game Boy... Oh, actually? Actually, I wonder. Well, Game Boy Color came out... That was after Super Game Boy, wasn't it? Yes. I think it was.
2: Yeah, Game Boy Color was separate.
0: Right, so this is just a generic, well, generic, but it was a Game Boy title originally with Super Game Boy features.
1: The Game Boy Color, oh man, the Game Boy Color didn't come out till '98. Okay, never mind.
0: Yeah, because they did different color cartridges to to kind of note the differences. Uh, original Game Boy color carts were gray. Game Boy Color, I think, was black. If I'm not wrong.
1: Game Boy Color had transparent cases.
0: Right, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they color coded their cartridges to to let you know.
2: I remember playing Pokemon Blue in the Super Game Boy, and it has a pre-established blue theme. That's all I can remember about it.
0: Yeah, if you did, if you played a game that didn't have the special Super Game Boy uh, support, you could still pick from like I think four or five different palettes. And I mean, it's a nice change, right?
1: If it didn't have palettes built in, I think you still had access to something like either thirty-two or sixty-four palettes. Yeah, and then you could Go also on. make your own palette.
0: See, I, I love it because, I mean, the original Game Boy, that yellow and spinach colored, I mean, that's nostalgia for me, but I mean, nobody <laughs> plays on stream or online anymore with those colors. They always play black and white, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, did, I don't get the nostalgia for that just because I came to the Game Boy so late. I understand why people have it, but it's it doesn't hit me in the feels.
3: That's what I yeah. want to say.
0: Yeah. GP, what about you? Did You, you own a Game Boy, didn't you, or no?
3: Very briefly... Um... I think I, I owned one that was a, a second hand, like hand me down gift from a friend of mine. And then a few months after that, my dad and mom had noticed I was enjoying that. So they got me a game gear. And that was my, my entire experience with handhelds until the, uh, the DS. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I was really out of the handhelds for a long time. And really my, my exposure to Game Boy was, um, Tetris. I want to say one of the Mega Man's. Uh, but I, I don't really remember much of that. And then when Pokemon came out in the late nineties, um, I remember playing the, the yellow one with, uh, with a friend of mine, but it it was his, so it was very limited, but I, I, I wish I had more to say about the game boy. I enjoyed it. I just was never <laughs> steeped in it. If that makes sense.
0: No, I mean, I totally get it. Like it's, it was a very specific, I don't know generation thing like there's a lot of kids i know growing up who didn't have one either uh, my wife actually had a game gear as well she never touched a game boy but just something about nintendo taking their classic ips and porting into this handheld and i mean early on especially the graphics were quite limited but when you look at something like donkey kong 94 they did an amazing job on the sprite work um if you look like uh, look at the cutscene tutorial video i put in in chat there for a sec if you look at the graphics for me this game has amazing charm right just the variety of music. There's different world themes from big city, desert to mountains, right? Um, there's a number of different en- enemies, uh, enemies from you know prana plants and I don't mean, actually I can't recognize what half these enemies are. Bird things. I don't know what they are, but they look really well done. And even Mario itself, Mario itself looks quite detailed for a Game Boy game, right? Uh, Donkey Kong especially is nice and big and well animated. And just, it's great. There's a lot of charm in things like the sound effects. Uh, A lot of the sound effects call back to the original Donkey Kong, which is something I played as a kid. But there's a lot of the newer stuff too. Like, for example, if Mario jumps off a long ledge and he has a long fall, he face plants. And his leg pops up in the air and just twitches. And the sound effect that makes every time always gets me laughing. I just love it.
1: (laughs) This uh, handstand walking he seems to do from time to time is interesting.
0: Right, so you can do like the double jump and then you can do a a double jump and then to a handstand, right, as a combo and then do a third higher jump. And that to me, like I said before with the moves, is very much like Mario 64 in that you do the triple jump. And like, this is an early Nintendo game.
1: Yeah, I thought the same thing when I saw it. This is well before the 64 released.
0: And like, it really expands on how the Mario moves. There's there's another one too, like um, a backflip move, which is also in the Mario games. And like, going back to the beginning of the game... It starts off in the classic Donkey Kong uh, level format, but you still have access to all the moves. You, you've you not been told how to do them, but if you already know from, you know, previously playing, you can do the backflips and handstands all through the early levels and beat them amazingly quick, which is I think is hilarious. It's really well, well done.
1: Yeah, this looks pretty cool. I, it definitely... Th- what I get out of this is kind of like they're dipping their toe in the water for the various... Uh... Remakes they did for Game Boy Advance with the Mario
0: franchise. Oh, what are they doing the? They did oh new Super Mario they
1: remade. Brothers. Yeah, no, not even new Super Mario Brothers, but yeah, also that that was on the DS. But I'm talking about Super Mario Advance, Super Mario Advance Two, which of course released the original Mario games all out of order. Yes, Mario Advance was like Mario USA or some nonsense, and then Mario Advance Two was like Mario World. I don't know. It was. <laughs> They did a weird numbering thing with that, but it seems like the same kind of idea because I'm pretty sure those also added quite a few features to the original games and updated the sprite work
2: and stuff. You had me at updated sprite work. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is definitely not what I would expect from a Donkey Kong game, the kind of content I'm seeing in the game, though. It's uh, very much more in line with a standard platformer, but with, like, Donkey Kong Jr. Mechanics at play as well.
0: well. so one of the things I like about it. Is, is if you look at the level example. I mean you have the puzzle elements. But every fourth level you would have a boss level. Kind of. And half of them were kind of a throwback. To the original Donkey Kong. Where it's a single or double screen. Where you're trying to get to Pauline at the end of the stage. And you're dodging obstacles. But then at the end of every world. You'd have an actual honest goodness boss level. Uh, where you have to pick up barrels. And toss them at Donkey Kong. And they get harder as you go and it just, it's incredibly well done. The game is probably not, it's challenging, but because of, you know, Nintendo's, I guess style at the time was make things a little difficult, but very accessible still. Um, You got levels, uh, extra lives at the drop of a hat. Like you could easily get 99 lives, but the levels themselves could be still really challenging. And toward the end, some of those boss fights got quite brutal. Um, The classic Donkey Kong level is, you know, you're jumping over the barrels, over those girders to the top, one of the last stages is that style, but the ground itself deteriorates as you walk on it. So as you're running from girder to girder, they fall apart beneath you, so you can't go back, and it's really a, an interesting twist on the game.
3: Yeah, I, I got to say, my my big takeaway with this game is um, the idea, and this is just going from what you're showing me here, the idea of staying true to kind of the classic roots of it, but uh, incorporating new... Not, not. It's not like a genre switch, but you know, yeah. Almost imagine making um a platform or something more than a platformer, but not like a dedicated genre change. It, it's interesting. It's interesting, and I feel bad that I don't know anything about it. Actually, yeah, I'm
1: in that. And same considering
3: boat. there's a hundred levels, I'm like, how, how did how did I not know about this?
0: Yeah, for shame, all of you.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> never played this before.
0: Well, I'm actually quite surprised. Like. Uh... <laughs> Well, the game is one of the best sellers on on Nintendo Game Boy 2. But, like, be fair, when I first bought it, um, I didn't realize quite the extent of the game that I was getting. I just really liked Donkey Kong, and the game was, I think it was on sale when I bought it. I I definitely did not buy it when it first came out. And just the surprise when you beat that fourth classic stage and it takes you onto a world map, it lets you save, and all of a sudden you're just faced with picking up keys and stuff. It was really bizarre. Um, But just the value. I mean, what would be normally, you know, a 5, 15, 10 minute game you'd play for, you know, your personal challenge on speed becomes this multi-hour venture. I think I spent a dozen hours trying to beat this game. And then once I did, I even went back because there's a, I guess, a, the three bonus items in each stage that you can try and get. And I went back and got every stage 100%ed by getting each of those three bonus items. So I, I put a lot of hours into this little Game Boy title. It was definitely value for the money.
1: It certainly looks it with what I'm seeing. I also, I'm about to bring the quality of this particular podcast way down and say that uh, Donkey Kong Sprite, man, his butt is really pronounced. <laughs> Just a, a, like, and he's animated. Like he's he's twerking and all that stuff and you can see it.
0: Dude, he lifts, for sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, I think this is uh, the first game in which you notice that uh, he has a necktie with his 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 monogram on there. He's got his initials on his necktie, so
0: that's interesting. Well, I mean, Nintendo had to do, do something about the flagrant nudity in their game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they game him a tie.
3: Yeah. What is that giant thing flailing off of his body? Oh, that's a, that's a necktie.
0: That's, and that's how they snuck it in to the censors of Nintendo, Ninten- Nintendo America. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they've got the final boss that's kind of very uh, Sigma from Mega Man X.
0: Yeah, he's huge. It's this massive DK that comes up from the the skyscraper, very much like the original King Kong, and the two fists come powering down on you.
1: I find it interesting that uh, DK Junior is cruising around a lot too.
0: Yeah, so he has a he has a cameo mostly as this asshole. <laughs> to be honest, there's a few stages where there's conveyor belts, and he works a switch to randomly change up the conveyor belts to mess with you. And it just it, this is one of the few levels where it's just RNG.
1: Or make bridges for yeah. you, it seems to. Yeah, anything too. with the working
0: world to switch. Because there are switches that Mario can use, but then the ones that DK operates, he just messes with you.
3: This is wildly interesting. Yeah, I, I feel weird just
1: because I, I feel bad that I never played this, and Jake was so excited to do this episode, thinking that a couple of us had played it, none of us have. But yeah. <laughs> looking at the game, it's got me intrigued to where I want to play it. I'm not a huge Donkey Kong fan in general, but this looks like
2: a lot of fun. I would take this over Donkey Kong Country any day, to be honest. It looks... Oh,
1: based on what hard. I'm seeing, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, I just... The the size of it, especially going from a regular Game Boy to the Super Game Boy, it really seems like they, they crammed a lot of stuff in here. Um, not only that, it sounds like the, the varying difficulties of the stages... And and yeah, I, I like I said, I'm intrigued. I I don't think I'm ready to jump in the boat with you guys and be like, oh, I'll take this over DK Country. But uh, yeah, like I said, any, anytime there's a game like this, that obviously is something I should have known about and didn't know about. Um, yeah, it, it's an attention grabber.
0: So what you're saying is you're going to speed run this game now?
3: No. <laughs> 100 <laughs> levels. I don't know if I have enough patience for anything with 100 levels. But, uh, yeah, this would be fun.
0: Yeah, I looked it up, actually. The speed run for this game is around an hour, which, Dang. I mean, for that's insane Bo- to game? me. Yeah, yeah okay. for a Game Boy game. It's normally, I think, uh, the, the ones I saw, the average to beat is like nine hours or something at most. Wow. But for a speed run to beat an hour is crazy. I have no idea what glitches they may be using or just solid practice. Because I mean, the game itself is very well polished, um, very there's not a bug or glitch I ever came across. Like, it was one of the most solid, polished games I've ever played on the Game Boy, or any Nintendo title, for that, that matter.
1: There's probably the odd stage that you, given the new mechanics, you can probably work your way through in under 10 seconds. And then a good chunk of them that are under 20.
0: Well, if you can master, like, the um, the backflip especially, you can clip a little bit over some some stage areas. Like, the the first level with the girders, like I mentioned, you can, you can backflip, of course, those and just have a really smooth... Fly up the the level.
3: Yeah, I'll be interested to see. Um, you know, as more and more people are being introduced to the podcast, I'll be interested to see what the dynamic is like with uh, the conversations that are sparked from this. Because uh, clearly, there's going to be a, a, a very close following for this game. So the fact that three of the four of us here haven't haven't played it, I, I'm really curious to see what everybody else has to say. Because this, it's absurd to me that this exists, especially for kind of an earlier title for the super game boy right
1: yeah well the game is what 25 years old
3: yeah i just i imagine there's a lot of dk fans out there and if somebody like you know jake has this in their top 10 of all time this has got to be beloved by a lot of people so i i yeah i'm kind of flummoxed (laughs) i I have to say it that way but i'm excited to see what kind of uh discourse or conversations it, it sparks up because i'm sorry we just didn't know about it but this is this is a uh, a new thing. I don't want to get excited about handhelds. <laughs> Who has time? But now I'm excited about handhelds.
1: Yeah, it looks like this came out alongside the Super Game Boy. Yeah. Uh almost exactly if not exactly.
0: Yeah, it was this in Super Metroid, I think. Not Super Metroid. Metroid 2, I believe, that also took advantage of the Super Game Boy, I think.
1: Hmm. Oh. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Uh maybe.
0: But I mean, when everybody talks about Donkey Kong, it's usually Donkey no, Kong Country, Metroid, right?
1: Metroid 2 came out three years earlier.
0: Oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh, you know what that was? That was, um. so they pre-programmed a couple titles in the Super Game Boy to have special palettes. I think Metroid 2 was one of them.
1: Yeah, I think that's the case.
0: Yeah. But I always find it, like, everybody keeps ragging on me about hating Donkey Kong Country. And like, okay, I get it. Fine. You love the game. But this came out just two years before. And just out of all the... I mean, there's a lot of Donkey Kong games that have come out over the years. I don't understand why it clings to Donkey Kong Country when you have titles like this, which I think are fantastic. Like, is there any other Donkey Kong games you guys like?
1: Donkey Kong... The thing about Donkey Kong Country is it was flashy. And yeah. at the time, that's kind of what Nintendo needed from their platform with all the the Sega, you know, coolness, you know, Sega's where it's at, that sort of thing. And so Nintendo was getting dominated so it was it was the graphical aspect of Donkey Kong Country that I think got people on board to begin with and it was it was a lot like a lot of generic platformers at the time personally in my opinion but it it wasn't a terrible game I personally don't think it was a great game but it wasn't terrible either it, it was kind of average it was really the graphics of Donkey Kong Country that pushed it over and unfortunately that's kind of been the case for ages is people pick the looks first before the mechanics and this game looks like if mechanics came first this is a winner by far
0: like to me Donkey on country the controls and the moves just they feel sloppy a little bit loose and not talking about handhelds hey <laughs> uh, <man>. okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway but like the the controls in that, I find are, are, are loose. Whereas this one, I, I find the controls very tight. As like I said, very polished, and it just kills me. Like even they went so far as to like Donkey Kong Country and they ported it to the Game Boy. I mean, it makes it even worse of a game, in my opinion. Especially when you look at this is already there and it's fantastic. I, I just don't get it. It's
3: the Bohemian Rhapsody rule with Donkey Kong Country. Like people gravitate toward that, and they're like, this is this is the epitome of a, of a Donkey Kong game, but there are better DK games out there, and it's Bohemian Rhapsody. There are, there are better Queen songs, but Rhapsody is just what everybody kind of seems to gravitate, uh, gravitate toward, you know? I, I get you. I, honestly, I've never been huge into Donkey Kong. He's always been a cool character to me, but I like him best when he shows up in other things. You know, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, stuff like that. Uh, so I've just, you know, outside of DK country, I've never really followed it too much. I've got, you know, Donkey Kong Classics and stuff on the NES and um stuff like that, but I've never really had that drive to try them out. And I, I will admit if I were going to have to pick a Donkey Kong game to try out, um this is this, this would be the one.
2: Yeah. See, my experience was Donkey Kong Jr because I remember that was one of the first arcade games I ever had, ever played and I'm talking one of those uh what would you call them, cocktail table ones where everything's flat and you're looking down at it oh, yeah. when you're seated?
0: Yeah, yeah that's so, the one, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's my biggest experience outside of this, the Donkey Kong Country games, so that's the one I'm most attached to. And I just like the going between vines, the whole left and right arm. Just It was satisfying to me.
0: The only thing I remember from that one, uh, Donkey Kong Jr., and I did like it, but the the threshold on a safe jump was so low oh yeah, yeah. it feels like you trip up your toe and <laughs> you're dead <Yeah. laughs> it's the worst <laughs> it was not
2: very forgiving but the, i think that's probably what i liked about it cuz if you got past the first level you like oh yeah i'm i'm good at this and then you never get past the second so so it's kind of like the original for me
0: yeah for me the original Donkey Kong at first i wasn't allowed to play it my my parents had the Atari no Coleco actually it was a Coleco and I was not allowed to play it because it was a grown-up toy apparently <laughs> so I've watched my my dad my uncle play the original Donkey Kong oh yeah, yeah well even today with the switch right the kids ask if they can pull the dock and I'm like oh no 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 that's uh that's daddy's toy no you're too young for that <laughs> it's like I'll let him play it but but there's no way in hell I'm letting them hold it in their hands forget that um but yeah, I never yeah, got the chance to play. I just haven't a trained Coleco. him well
1: enough. My kid knows to wash his hands before he touches the switch, and he's very careful with it.
0: <laughs> I was trying to think of a dirty hands joke, but I can't <laughs> blank.
1: Well, no, because he's, he's five. You know, they're always greasy hands or sticky or something.
0: Wait, you grow
2: out of that? Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Paul wash your face, brush your teeth. Thanks for the reminder. Mom.
3: And pulse Do she, your hair. You can play the switch, but don't grab the handheld, okay?
2: Wait, I thought I thought the switch I thought the handheld was the switch. That shows how much I know about it. And call me daddy. It is. You can <laughs> call me daddy. GP stands for Great
3: Papa. <laughs> oh, was this game also referred to as Donkey Kong ninety four?
0: So it's technically it's Donkey Kong, but nowadays, because people get confused with you know, people can't tell the difference between eighty one and ninety four, you know. So they just refer to it as Donkey Kong ninety four. But it was really literally just Donkey Kong. And that's why when I bought it, I just thought I was buying a a cheap port of the original game. I didn't realize there was so much behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, never mind. I didn't realize this was DK ninety four. I beat the hell out of this game. It's hot garbage.
0: (laughs) You steal my lines
3: I want a catchphrase. I want a catchphrase.
2: <laughs> you just, I just want to, I just want to live vicariously yeah. through you.
3: I'm not coughing as much nowadays, so I can't fall back on that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> got to reinvent the, uh, GP.
3: But no, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm downloading this game uh, as soon as this is, this is over, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through it. So if ever we can do an update or like a. Uh, a refresher on games that we like this like for example in listening to the final fantasy one Paul and I both had never played final fantasy 3 and since then I've played both the NES and the DS remake of it so maybe we should do that sometime we'll 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 try this we'll come back and we'll be like this is what i like this is what i love this is what i hated
0: yeah cuz like i was expecting at least one of you to have played this I game so i sorry. can't believe i'm the only one who played this game it's it's driving me nuts right now
1: this is why we don't do this mystery date thing
0: well <laughs> It's me for something different. <laughs> no, I, 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 appreciate,
1: I appreciate that. I think it's just, I think the mystery date needs to be something we're absolutely certain somebody else is playing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked out in your favor that you had to explain it to us. So, I mean, that. And,
1: yeah. yeah. I you mean, if GP's job, you know. right, a ton of people are going to be like, oh man, yeah, I love this game. And if he's wrong, then everybody's going to be super intrigued by this, just like we are. And it
0: still worked out better than any blind date I've been on part of the problem too is with it is a game boy title and a lot of people don't necessarily play the game boy stuff at least I mean at least you don't see much of it on YouTube and and twitch I mean you'll see long plays and stuff but.
1: yeah sometimes the the color palette of four shades is a little hard to uh get people to stare at for extended periods I think
0: yeah and it's a shame because like games like this are there's a lot of classic games on the game boy I mean this is one of them for me but there's tons I, even the original Super Mario land and Tetris, of course, was a system seller for the system. So I, I love these games, and it's a shame they don't, I guess, get more exposure. Like, we're never going to see Game Boy Online on the Switch, for example, like they've done with Nintendo and SNES games.
3: Yeah. That is a shame, you're right.
1: Which is a bummer, because some of those Game Boy games,
3: multiplayer, were badass.
0: Yeah. What, multiplayer? Oh, yeah, I guess because they had the multi tap for the thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah.
3: Should, we, uh, should we wrap this one up?
0: Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I thought it would have been longer. <laughs> well, no,
3: I mean, this is, I felt like it was a pretty fast 40 minutes, if we're being honest. I thought okay. it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, me too.
3: In, informative. All like, right. there's there's informative ones, there's argumentative ones, there's different types of episodes. I think this is very informative, and I think everybody was very uh, intrigued. I think you did a great job.
0: Well, yeah, I do like the sound is, of my own voice and hear myself talk. This is almost
1: like a, uh, a beta of WTF is.
0: Yes, because I definitely, for future episodes, I do want to do, what the fuck is this? There's a few. Death Stranding is definitely coming soon, (laughs) because I love that game. Anyway, all right, to wrap it up, Polsh, where can people find you? I'm in Canada. (laughs) 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 There's
1: a lot of land and not a lot of people up there. Good luck,
2: folks. You just got to ask. Come on.
3: Like you can just ask anybody, "Where's Paul They'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna go 14 hours this way."
2: No, you can find me at Twitch.tv/slash Polish109. P A L S H one zero nine. I've been known to stream from occasion and uh, mostly from here. So you found me.
0: Where in the tundra, Polish one zero nine. <laughs> Copyright.
1: I appreciate the oh. attempt.
0: <laughs> I just, I just quit this. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf, where can people find you?
1: Most of the year, Washington. Every once in a while, California. But Twitch and Twitter, and here, of course. Werewolf. W a r e w u l f f. I stream all over the like. I play just about everything. So uh,
3: check me out.
0: And after GP picks up his phone, where can they find you?
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I stream under uh, the Retro Therapy on twitch and you can also find the retro therapy on youtube and twitter and instagram and all those places but otherwise i'm right here on uh press Be to cancel
0: he's not on tinder i tried great well I'll just not swipe left on him i guess then yeah and i'm sick jake i'm on twitch and twitter and i will be playing donkey kong at some point you know when i stream once a year well, and this has, be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this has been press yeah this has been press to cancel thanks everybody Special thanks for music, go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressb As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you would like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been...
1: pressb to Cancel.